Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into At The Podium. This is episode 16.5, brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. Today here at At The Podium, we have two press conferences. First up is defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. First question he fielded was about some of the fourth quarter dips in performance that has plagued this defense this year. One of the reasons he suggested was depth, and we're not just talking about secondary or linebacker depth. Obviously, one of the factors with depth is the defensive line rotation, which has taken a hit this year with the core front four guys, which is really three guys with a situation along the interior. They're taking a higher percentage of snaps this year. Looking at that real briefly, Fletcher Cox goes from 59% snaps to 80%. Brandon Graham, 64% to 72%. Chris Long is up 10%. So he's definitely got a case there. Either way, Schwartz has got to find a way to improve late in games if this team expects to make a playoff run. And that's if they get there, of course. Quick side note, he also showed some love to Craven LeBlanc, who has been filling in at nickel corner, saying that he's played his way into a role in 2019, which I agree with. Dude has been solid. Next up in the press conferences was offensive coordinator Mike Rowe. He fielded questions, of course, about Carson Wentz, plus Nelson Aguilar regarding their little argument on the sideline in the Texans game and much more. So two preview shows coming up next for Bleeding Green Nation. Keep it locked here. But for now, let's go to the podium. That's my new my new thing this year. Awesome. All right, what you guys got? Jim, I, I would imagine you've looked ad nauseum at, at some of the fourth quarter struggles you've had this season. Is there a common thread that's run through them uh, that you've seen? No, I mean every game's different. I mean, I, th- I think um, I think one thing that's um, you know that that might be similar is that um, that. Depth has been an issue for us this year, um, you know. So maybe that's affecting us later in the game. I mean, that's that's, that, that's no excuse. But you know, the way games go, you know, there's going to be ebbs and flows to every game. There's going to be big plays early in the game. There's going to be times that you give up plays early in the game that maybe get overlooked. Um, end of the game is just so much more um, scrutinized, and it's um, you know, and it's so much more critical. I thought I was more disappointed in our last game with the touchdown we gave up when um, we had to go on the field at the five-yard line. One play, and um, we missed a quarterback. And, you know, that that's one of those situations, you know, there's a huge turning point. We can hold them to a field goal right there, which we, we ended up doing, uh, I guess it was middle of the third quarter. It was 16 to 13, and we took the field at midfield. And we went three and out. And I, I really think that was that was where the game was really critical. If we had given up a touchdown there and gone down two scores middle of the third quarter, that would have been uh, tough sledding. But, um, you know, got a stop on a fourth down. And then we had to go back on the field and didn't get the job done in those in those times. I mean, it's football. The quarterback made an insane play on one of those. Um, we got plenty of opportunities to get him stopped even before he makes those kind of plays. 
Um, just got to keep battling. Malcolm's played, I think, all but one play. How valuable is that durability as you guys are dealing with all these injuries and his leadership? Yeah, you know, we talked about the depth. You know, we, we'd like to rotate guys probably a little bit more than we've been able to rotate them up front. Um, but, you know, guys in the back end generally don't get chances to rotate. I mean, it was very similar last year with, uh, with Malcolm. You know, some of his plays that he missed last year were because we were way ahead and we took him out of the game. Um, he's played a multitude of positions for us. Um, he's a veteran player, means a lot to our leadership. And, um, you know, he, he really, his, his, his ability to hold things together in the secondary has really been important to us because he's been our constant. You know, there's been changes at just about every single other person, but he's the guy that's been out there through it all. And, um, you know, our ability to, you know, get some wins in the last few games has a lot to that, a lot to, to you know, that consistency that he gives us. Did you have a player like Avante before he's been this versatile and go to different positions this early? And how do you determine where that guy is best suited long term? Yeah, it reminds me of Cortland Finnegan. I had uh, Finney early, well, his first couple of years in his career in Tennessee, came in and played nickel um, and then moved outside the corner, could switch back and forth. He was a good tackler. He had speed. Similar size, toughness. Um, you know, Finnegan. Finnegan uh, didn't play safety for us, but he played safety in college, so he had a lot of that same those same kind of uh, attributes. Um, you know, like I, I just got done talking about Malcolm, and one of his strengths is that he can play so many positions. I don't really, I don't look at it as a problem with uh, with Avante. Um, you know, we'll we'll figure out you know what's what's best for him, what's best for us. Um, over the course of uh, over the course of his career, but that flexibility is um, is is very helpful from a defensive standpoint. Uh, Josh Johnson's been on twelve different teams, hasn't played any for about five years, but does he have the kind of athletic ability that can present problems? Yeah, m most quarterbacks in the NFL do. Now he's made a lot of uh, big plays the last couple of weeks. You know, almost led him to two victories over the last uh, two weeks that he's been a starter. You know, big win against Jacksonville and was driving the team late and, you know, had an unfortunate interception, you know, late in the Tennessee game. But um, his ability to keep plays alive with his feet, um, similar to what we've seen from a lot of guys this year, you know, from Cam Newton to Deshaun uh, Watson. Um, and now this week, um, you know, so th that'll certainly uh, that'll certainly be part of the equation. But that's really not the only thing. He's made some really nice throws. Um, you can see the fact that he's been around the NFL for a long time. You know, those guys that have been with different teams, um, he's very composed, um, knows how to run their offense. And, um, you know, there's a reason that he was on, even though he didn't play a lot, there was a reason he kept catching on with another team. It's because he's talented and we're going to have our work cut out for us. What did the, the big Versus the base in that matchup, like, so heavy with the big Which? Against Houston. Oh, against Houston. Wow. Um, you know, that, that's been a constant for us over the last couple of years. Um, and our safety situation didn't always sort of allow for it over the course of the year. But, you know, getting Corey Graham back and getting Trey Sullivan some playing time. And then we talked about Malcolm doing those things. Just gives you flexibility. I mean, you look at our offense. And the way we use our tight ends, um, they can be inline blockers. They can also be wide receivers. Um, 
you know, I mean, you guys, you guys have talked about that a bunch of about 12 personnel. Well, if you have multidimensional players on offense, you need multidimensional players on defense. That package doesn't work if if um, our safeties aren't good tacklers, if our safeties can't play in the box and can also play outside. So, you know, that flexibility is a big part of it to um, to minimize some of the matchups that the offense is trying to get. Jim, what does Chris Wong give you, to you on and off the field? Yeah, I'll just I'll just stay on the field because off the field, um, I mean that's 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 I mean you could probably spend two hours talking about that not just on our team but in the community and over the course of his career, um, you know he's really been the epitome of a pro player, um, very unselfish player, um, and he's made big plays for us when it's counted. Last year um, that was certainly true, and then um, this year that's been true. Um, you know, that talked about our fourth down stop, but that sack strip, Houston hadn't turned the ball over very often. And that sack strip and getting the offense the ball at midfield, get two sacks in, a, in an important game against a first-place team late in the season, um, you know, that, that, was, uh, that, was a, that was a great performance from him. Is it rare that when two 30-plus yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of different things to go into that. I, 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 I still think it would be more ideal to be able to keep guys better rested through the course of the game, but they've been up for it. Um, they're both pros, and, and I put Brandon Graham in there, um, even though he's technically not. I don't think he's over that 30 year. No, he did. I, okay, so um, all those guys do a good job taking care of themselves, being available to play on a weekly basis. Um, they've all battled injuries. You know, Mike went out of the game early this career. Chris, or earlier this year, came back and, and helped us lead us to a win. Chris Long had the same thing um, last week. Um, those guys know what time it is. They, they, they know that they need to be available for their team, and they do everything they can to, uh, to, uh, to make themselves available, to, to make those kind of plays for us. Jim, how important was it to get Jordan Hicks back in the mix? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't back full speed, but he was back. And, you know, we've, we've had that situation before where guys are able to come back. I think it was Avante the week before against the Rams. He wasn't full speed, but he was back, and that presence meant a lot to us. Um, Jordan's a, a really important part of our, of our defense, not just from a playing standpoint, from a leadership and a, um, and a play-calling standpoint. Um, you know, so it was, it was certainly good to get him back on the field in the – I guess you'd say limited role that he was out there. Um, you know, it was a little tough for him later in that game. He got a little bit fatigued, but um, always good to have those guys back out there. As a follow to that, has, has Jordan taken a step or, or, or give you what you were hoping for this year from him? Oh, well, the end of season questions, I mean, I, I think that does a little too much, um, you know, I don't want to say disrespect, but it takes away from our focus this week with Washington. Um, you know, we're going to have to go play our best in Washington. And then after that, hopefully we're still playing. And then after that, when we're finished playing, we can talk about season in the hole. But like I said, Jordan's, a, Jordan's an important guy um, to our defense. Um, you know, he's, he's battled some injuries, um, battled some injuries this year. 
um, you know, that's just where we are right now. So we've got some competition from three guys that uh, picked up midseason, uh, particularly last week against the Texans, it'd be Trayvon and uh, uh, Trayvon Hester and Deshaun Hall. Uh, what have you seen from those guys? And um, I know you just said, I think you want to look forward to the future, but did that they put themselves in a good position? Well, I mean, I don't think that's looking forward. That's just saying what they're doing for us right now. Um, you know, they've all been guys that, um, you know, didn't have teams at the beginning of the year. And they've all stepped in and um, contributed in some way. And that's what this this what this league is all about, getting an opportunity and contributing. You know, I think, um, you know, uh, Cravon in particular has really solidified that nickel. And that nickel position is a really important position. And it's a tough position to play. You have to be a combination of a lot of things. He's, he's been a good tackler for us. He's been tough. He's been quick. Um, he's been able to play zone. He's been able to play man. Um, you know, so all those things go into that spot. He also had a little bit of experience, too. Um, you know, I played that position for Chicago last year. Um, you know, so that, that had helped get him, you know, sort of up to speed. But I think that that's probably been the biggest one. Trey made a big play in this game, and um, and Hall made a big play in this game. Hall, Hall hasn't had very many opportunities, but only had four snaps in the game, but came up with a half a sack. And he and and I want to speak for uh, Fip, but I've enjoyed watching him run down on kickoffs too. I mean, he's played hard, and that big body on kickoffs and special teams has uh, he's found a way to contribute. So that's a that's another tip of the hat to him. John, I know corners are primarily evaluated on their coverage ability, but your guys have done a good job with the tackling, uh, particularly after you had to dig deep for, for you know into your depth. Uh, how important has that been? Well, it's just limiting big plays. Every, every position has to be able to tackle. Um, a lot of the run game now is geared toward putting hats on guys inside, double-teaming guys inside, and leaving corners unblocked. And if you can't make a tackle, um, you're going to look bad on defense. Um, you know, I think I think you're, you're probably right. Those guys have solidified that. We haven't always been great at that over the course of the season. But over the last few games, I think you've seen significant improvement there. Um, you know, Russell has really tackled well for us, not just in the run game, but in the passing game, made that big fourth down tackle. Played zone defense, made them throw up it sh uh, throw short. You know, a lot. You know, there's a lot of different philosophies and everything else. But when you play zone defense, it only works if you have the discipline to stay deep, make them throw short. But then you can also step up and make the tackle. It doesn't do any good to you know make them throw short if they can run for the first down. But um, you know, I think that's been a big rallying point. We we mentioned Cravon and then um, Devante has also been a strong tackler for us. Has made a couple big stops. Coach, if things don't work out for you guys this weekend the way that they need to, there's going to be outside of this place a fair amount of could have, would have, should have, could have when it comes to the Tennessee and Carolina game. How much of that, if at all, occurs inside the building? If things would have gone differently in those Tennessee and Carolina um, games. Yeah, I mean, those end of season questions are just leave for the end of the season. I mean, we're, we're, we're critical of our performance every week. So we don't, we, you know, we don't wait until the end. All of a sudden, say, okay, we should have done this, or you know, could have done this. I mean, we're evaluating not just after every day of practice. We're evaluating in between series of games and things like that. Um, you know, I, I noticed guys have tried their very best over the course of the year. I've been proud of 
of the effort that we've gotten from our guys. It hasn't always been consistent, but I think they've battled and we're in a position this week that um, that we need to go out and get a win um, against Washington team that uh, you know that is has, has played a couple close games against a couple good teams over the last couple weeks. Okay. Different quarterbacks. You mentioned Josh a little bit. Have, have they changed offensively? I know Jay more. If you think to the regular, going back to the start of the season, losing guys, bringing in Peterson, shifting his offensive philosophy. Has he had to do that again? Um, you know, there's been some subtle changes. I think. I think their run game has, um, or they're 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 not running anything different than they didn't run that they not run anything that they didn't run early in the season. They've just accentuated a little bit more. I mean, you have a mobile quarterback. Um, their run game has evolved over the course of the season. Um, they're sort of playing to what Adrian Peterson's strengths are. He's more of a north-south vertical runner. Um, they've run some of those kind of things. I think that's just coaching in general. You sort of morph over the course of the season. You find out what your formula is. Um, you know, when they, when they went through – four quarterbacks in two weeks or whatever, I think, yeah, about three weeks, four quarterbacks in three weeks. Um, you know, it's tough to find that formula, but over the last couple of weeks, I think we got a pretty good handle of what they're trying to do. And, um, you know, we got some good players we have to stop, um, starting with Adrian Peterson. You know, one thing that maybe flies a little bit under radar was um, Houston was a really good running team. And running back aside, they had had success with all the running backs they had put in there. And our ability to get the run stopped in that game, um, you know, allowed us to, to I won't say it, it kept them from controlling the tempo of the game. So I think that had a lot to do with that. And we're going to have to do the same thing uh, this week against Washington. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Sorry, I'm late. We had a little extended walkthrough there, so pushed it back a little bit. Mike, uh, last year when Carson was hurt, I know that his injury limited how much he was allowed to be around the team because of mobility issues. This year, that's that's not the case. So what's been the difference with him around the team and, and how much is he able to contribute even though he's not playing? Well, I mean, uh, you know, obviously a guy as experienced and as smart as, as Carson does, is and has a perspective on everything, playing the position and, um, you know, does an excellent job and, and studying the opponents and, and finding certain things each and every week. So he's been able to add value there, um, certainly be a sounding board for the other quarterbacks in the room and, um, you know, be able to talk to them during the course of the game. So, um, you know, that, that that's – you can't uh, underestimate the value of that. I know it's my ball and I'm talking with Josh, but how would you like your development to I don't. You know, we just got to get out there. We haven't – we've had a couple walkthroughs, so we really haven't seen him do anything. But uh, excited to see him back out there. It's nice to see him in his jersey again. You said up I don't know. I'd probably have to take more than two seconds to reflect on that. But um, winning is a combination of a lot of factors. Um, certainly Nick is, is a big part of that. Um, but a lot of guys and a lot of plays go into that. So collectively as a unit, um, you know, we've made enough plays um, to be able to score enough points to, to, to win the games in the end. And, um, you know, certainly the quarterbacks always get a lot of credit for that and deservedly so. Um, Nick has played at a high level, and uh, I think the guys you know around him are, are making plays for him. Is that a quarterback stat you think the, the, the win loss record? Um, no, I, it's a team stat. Yeah. What do you think about the 
He made the, he made the play, but that's something that we have built in that we you know we're looking for that specific look and um, you got to give him a lot of credit because he has to recognize it in that instant. Uh, he's got to get it communicated and then you know the other uh, ten guys out there um, have, have to have what we say is reflexive recall and uh, and that means that it's driven down so deep into their brain that in a moment right and he gives the one signal that they can change switch gears from the play that was called and uh, and get into the play like they did and then. Um, the guys made made a great play, great throw, the protection, and then Nelly tracking that ball. What was the look that, that it was involved? specific coverage. Yeah. What was the, uh, the conversation with you and Nelson and Coach Brewer as you guys were coming into the locker room? Just Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. But in a pointed fashion. No, I mean uh, Nelly and I have a tremendous relationship. So much love and respect between uh, um, Nelly and myself. So um, <clears throat> it's an emotional game and. Um, he zigged. I thought he should have zagged, and and we talked about it for thirty seconds, and that was it. Really, that was it. Why do um, Nick and Alshon seem to have this chemistry? Um, I don't. I don't know the specific answer to that. Um, I think uh, they both have a lot of confidence in one another, and um, you know, Nick Nick's throwing a couple balls up where, you know, Alshon's one of those kind of guys that, that uh, can only make a couple of those kind of plays. So. Uh, and he's been able to do that and uh, came up big for us in, in, at the end of the game last last week on uh, climbing the ladder there on third down. So um, I just think that, they, you know, they, they have a lot of confidence in one another. The defenses are keying in on Josh in the running game whenever he's out there just because he's not used in the passing game so often. How can you take advantage of that moving forward? He's not using the passing game? Well, no, but he's not, he's not used as a receiver very often. It seems like teams are... He's in. He's in there a fair amount of passes. We we do our uh, due diligence on that, and um, so um, we got to keep doing that. You know, as as we go forward, make sure that we're balanced that way. Mike, are there defensive players that you have to account for on every play, otherwise they can really be disruptive? Is that how you view Ryan Kerrigan? Oh yeah, Ryan Kerrigan's a tremendous player. Um, not only is he skilled, but he you know he has a high motor. Uh, you know, he's got uh, athlete. Elite competitiveness, and um, you know that he'll play to the echo of the whistle. So uh, you know we, we got our hands uh, full with him. You know, uh, like a lot of these guys on defense, they're playing really well on defense right now. Um, so it's another challenge for us. Hey, Mike, uh, V was forced in early uh, again. How difficult is that for an offensive lineman who hasn't prepared to start? It's kind of thrown into the mix versus understanding, right. preparing. You're going to start. Uh, I guess I would say this. Um, it is difficult, but everybody needs to be prepared to play. So uh, V, to his credit, is prepared whenever his number is called um, because he never knows exactly when that might, that time might come. And um, you know he was able to go in there and and, uh, and play well enough to uh, give us an opportunity to win, which uh, against that guy is a tremendous task. I mean, uh, Clowney is uh, an elite defensive end, an elite pass rusher. Um, I think if you asked any tackle in the league who's played against him, they'd say the same thing. So, uh, V really did a nice job. Some of your, um, some of your big plays on Sunday were a result of rub routes. Uh, how much goes into the receivers fine-tuning those those uh, so that they're not called uh, for penalties? And, and a lot. I mean, you just 
you get what you emphasize, and you know that's a play that we've practiced a lot, have a lot of reps on, have a lot of confidence in. Um, guys have confidence in the play when it comes in, know how to run it, and um, you know we're able to execute it, like I said, and get some big plays out of it. Mike is back this week. Um, how do you guys think they integrated him into the offense? It seems like I think it's too early to speculate on that. I mean, we haven't even seen him at practice yet. How has Wiz played at left guard since coming back from the lineup? Wiz has done a great job, just like we were talking about V a moment ago. Um, you know, Coach Stoutland, um, Eugene Chung, um, those guys have done a great job in, in preparing, you know, the entire unit throughout the course of the year. Injuries happen in this league, and um, guys know that they got to be ready. That's their opportunity when they go in. they got to play at a high level to so that the offense can continue to function. And um, Wiz has versatility. He can play guard, can play center. He's plugged in at, at both spots. And, um, very valuable on the offensive line for us. Mike mentioned uh, Alshon's unique catch radius earlier uh, and Nick's willingness to throw it up and let him make plays. Is Nick any more willing to make those kind of throws than, than Carson? I couldn't I couldn't say that, no. I w- or I wouldn't say that. Um, I think we've just seen a couple examples of that in the, la- in the last couple of weeks where those guys uh, were able to do that. So it's highlighted a little bit. Um, Coach Fangio, yeah. Need your best this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you know when Doug's going to make the decision to go for it? Like, you've worked long enough with him to kind of anticipate his thinking? Yeah, I think, you know, when we get close, you got to be thinking that there's a pretty good chance that we will go for it. So, um, always prepared, um, you know, for fourth down. And, um, you know, that's a strength that Coach has it his willingness and, and his trust in the players um, to go for it in those situations. you think it infuses players with confidence? I think so. I think it does. Um, you know, you, you always see uh, when you watch games, uh, the guys, all, you know, players usually want to go for it. But, some, you know, sometimes the situation doesn't call for it. So um, making sure that we're smart about it. And, and um, we've done a good job on fourth down. You mentioned that you think Al Nelson is kind of an, uh, an unsung hero, so to speak. Uh, what do you attribute the production what I attribute it to, I mean, like we, we talk about um, in a lot of weeks, uh, sometimes the ball finds you, whether you're first in the progression or, or fourth in the progression. It just um, it's hard to determine. Um, you call a play based on, you know, you, uh, the coverage that you know, expect to get and off, often it doesn't work that way. So you have to find answers and that's why there are progressions and that's why, um, you know, we spend so much time practicing. But uh, it's a credit to him, again, as a guy who's uh, completely committed um, to this team and to, to whatever it takes to win. And, uh, you know, he stepped up for us big, and, and obviously that touchdown was, was huge, huge in the game. Is, uh, did Fangio commit to giving his best? Oh, yeah. 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 I think, I think uh, he does that on a weekly basis. So it was, it was really in jest, but he's, he's a good friend, and um, they've had a great season. Thank you. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat. 
from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.